J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. Now, if you are a first-time listener to this podcast, this is a podcast where we talk about fathers' rights, parental alienation, as well as the effects of the $50 billion a year business known to us all as Family Court. Now, in Season 2 and Season 3 of Fathers and Family Court, we've been talking to dads all across the nation, covering most of the 50 states, and we plan to keep doing that. Um, just until 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 we literally have no more energy. This could go on forever. I really have no clue. But as long as dads are out there and need to be talked to, I feel like this should be a platform for them to have uh, a spot to come and speak for, have someone to talk to about it. Um, okay, we're going to get right into it. Uh, before we get going, I just want to say uh, we are working towards doing this full time uh, if you want to offer any monetary support I am making sure I keep that line of support open for anyone interested um, any contribution um, is greatly appreciated uh, the cash app would be money sign DFMJP that's cash app money sign DFMJP now the support we really, really need is for you to take this link, copy it, share it with some people that you may know uh, going through this. Or if you know somebody who's feeling like they uh, own a child completely to themselves because they had it, uh, well, um, you know there's a dad out there who needs to be around that kid. You Maybe you should take this link and send it on over to her as well. Uh, Today we're going to be talking to Cody. Cody has called in previously, um, told his story, uh, shared shared about his court case and about how, how what led up to him not seeing his two children. Um, so today he's going to be calling in, giving us an update, a uh, brief summary. Uh, Cody uh, had has has two children, uh, two different mothers with the children. Uh, all all Cody ever really wants here is to be a uh, father. That's all he wants to do. He wants to be around his kids. Um, his first child that he has with his first mother is, uh, it doesn't sound like he's necessarily safe, but the courts don't hear him out ever when he goes to court because that's typical. Uh, and then, uh, you know, his second, uh, his second, his second child, he doesn't, he, you know, he's, he's in court fighting to be around her as well. So, uh, this is a human being who just wants to be a dad every single day, as as most dads on this podcast do. Um, and uh, me and Cody spoke last time about mental health, physical health, tying them together to get through this thing. Um, so um, this was a pretty important conversation for me. Um, and uh, as always, uh, listen with op- listen with an open heart, open ears, and I hope you can take something from this. Enjoy. So, on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, we're actually going to be speaking to Cody. Um, we first spoke to Cody on uh, June 21st, 2021. Um, it was actually right here in Season 3, Episode 18. And so, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, doing an update. Um, 
if I remember correctly, Cody had two sets of children, uh, both of which he's fighting to see his children from both from both of his cases. And so uh, I've been seeing him post some pretty interesting things on Facebook, and he had court today. So I'm excited to hear from Cody. Um, and and, I, and just um, just a warning in advance, Cody had court today. So. If he has any raw emotions or, or raw feelings that, he's, that, he, that he says out loud, that's because um, we are capturing a real conversation between two fathers who are uh, talking to each other about family court. So without any further ado, how you doing today, Cody? Not so well. Now, I understand. I certainly understand, man. Court is terrible, especially in this state. Cody is also from Michigan. Um, so man, how do you wanna how do you wanna start off? I've been seeing some of the things you've been posting, man, on Facebook, um, and your 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 uh, our converse, our first conversation really stuck out to me um, because it just it did uh, it's something that I remember. And when you post and stuff, I can remember our conversation and the temperament of our conversation. It really stuck out. A lot lots of these conversations do. My memory is really good. You talk to someone for an hour, you can tend to remember a lot about. The, you know, that person and what you got from them. I took that you had a good heart and you just want to be a good dad. You know what I mean? So let's talk about it a little bit, man. Where you want to start off, man? How, how do you want to get into this? I just, I just kind of like, uh, what we talked about last time, I just, uh, the system's against me, like, every step of the way, like, whether it be corrupt or just the lawyers not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think last time we talked about my lawyer and uh, my uh, ex-wife's attorney made some sort of backdoor deal where she dropped me. Right. And it just kind of went even more downhill from there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so just just so that any any first-time listeners could be clear so your lawyer so uh they had a backdoor deal the lawyer with the other lawyer the two lawyers and your lawyer dropped you uh from the case a uh, high and dry is this correct yeah the, yeah the day before our uh our first hearing of the divorce custody case so and then no the, and then you know you weren't planning on doing anything pro se and you had no intentions of being left in that situation by yourself. Obviously, the day before any type of court proceeding is not enough time for you to find ample, um, ample counsel. And the crazy part about it is being a dad, you know, we don't necessarily all know. Every dad that's a dad doesn't know anything about court. Not every single one. Some of us, our dads taught us. Some of us, we looked at uh, what happened around to the people around us in the community and we took notes and we watched. Some of us took closer notes when we watched on TV. But besides that, the average dad doesn't really know. You know what I mean? But the, the, the truth of the matter is when we go in there, we can have counsel whenever we want. And this isn't just um, something I'm saying to you. This is just so any dad out there knows. When we go in here, we can request to have counsel. That is our right. We don't really have many rights when it comes to family court, but having a lawyer is one of them. Now, the system knows that there's not that many good lawyers out there. Now, if you're in Florida or Alabama, I want to tell you right now, the person you need on your case is going to be Melissa Isaac. I would Google her if you're in the state of Florida or Alabama. Now, uh, and, and that's just what it is. You know, you could have had easily, not easily, 
It's not easily because you didn't know. And a lot of dads don't know. But you could have went in there and been like, hey, man, just for future references, I'm not going any farther, nothing with shit till I got counsel because I need new counsel. My, my, my whole camp was compromised. I need new counsel like that. And they have to respect it because that's what it is, bro. It's the law. This is the system that they have in place. It's just about knowing how to play it. You know what I mean? So, and it's not even playing. It is, they're, they're the ones playing the game. I mean, look what happened today. You went to court and these fuckers are playing games with you. You know what I mean? These are your kids here we talking about. So let's get back I into it. I offered the chance to, like, we just proceeded without them offering me a chance to get counsel. They just... Yeah, and that's the... Per- not what you're saying, man. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. They know you don't know. You don't think those... You <laughs> Listen. When a police officer, Cody, p- pulls someone over. So listen, when a police officer pulls someone over, right? They know automatically, okay, this person, this is, e- they know either it's, they're, they're either extremely comfortable in that situation or they're a deer in headlights with that badge in front of them in the police car right there. They know immediately, as soon as they have a person who's completely doesn't know what the fuck is going on. They know exactly. And that's when they do something crazy, like they they violate their rights without them really knowing that their rights have been violated. They search their car without them consenting to it. Something like that. You know what I mean? They basically talk a person into giving up vital information on their case without reading them their Mirandas. Stuff like that, man. You know what I mean? That slick shit that will get past and work. Only if they're, you know what I mean? Only if the other party taking it doesn't know what's going on. And that's pretty much what, what's happening what's going on, man. So, um, and, and you know. Yeah, you, that's something you see on TV, something you would never expect to go through. Like, I never expected to marry the woman I love. And then for her to turn around and rip my kids away and go through both of her. It's something you only see on TV. Something you only see on TV, man. That's something you only see on TV, man. Only see on TV. So, okay, man, let's talk a little bit about uh, the events leading up what happened to today. So what 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 basically happened leading up to today? Could you could you give us a rundown on some of some of the things? Uh, so, yeah, uh, we've been working on uh, finalizing our divorce application for the past several months. And she, the past few court hearings we had in front of the judge, all she wanted was money. Money and stuff. That's all she wanted. That's all that come out of her mouth. So, the whole time you haven't seen your children, pretty much the whole, the whole, uh, the whole narrative has just been about money, pretty much? That's all she wants is money. Now, Cody, when's the last time you've seen your children? Last time I seen them was about two and a half weeks ago. I had, uh, uh, before that, for a good two, three months, I had visitation. Mm-hmm. I can't say it was consistent. It's She kind of, like, generalized it around her schedule. I was supposed to have a court-ordered consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. Or like, do this, or you're not getting your visit, or just. So, Cody, just, you're saying that a judge gave you a, an order. Yep. And the person acted like that order to follow was an option. Yeah, my ex, my ex-wife. 
Okay, let's run that back again. So a court gave you time with your kids. Yeah, gave it yeah. To so uh, and this person. Of- <laughs> that is quite interesting, man. Just played it like that was an option. Like, oh yeah, you know, you know, I'm above the law. I'm not going to even follow that. That sounds common, yeah. man. And that that shouldn't happen, bro. We've been hearing about that all too much. You know what I mean? How does yeah. a person take a what was the what was the court ordered uh, visitation? Uh, it first started off as, well, prior to this, I haven't seen my kids in several, several months because she would tell them from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the judge started, like, okay, we'll give them some visits. It's, uh, uh, two weeks supervised. If that goes well, then we'll go unsupervised. We'll go two times a week for three hours each. And then every Saturday, an uh, overnight. Yeah. And I'm going to say it. That's a whack ass schedule. You know, I know what I mean? Because you're a dad, and you deserve to have your kid one, for a week at a time. Because you know what? I heard uh, Katino Mobley say on Arcadio, uh, Arcadio's podcast, which is Fathers Are Important. Shout out to Arcadio, and shout out to Katino uh, Mobley as well. We'd love to try to reach out to him, try to get him on the show. But I heard Katino Mobley say, these, the kids aren't anyone's, they are... We create that God you like God uses us to create them. You know what I mean? He gives us the power to create this life and then through us they are created. But as far as us owning them and us feeling like we could just steal them and take them, no no. And that's something I learned when my kids got stolen. I, I don't control I'm not gonna be able to control every aspect of these kids' lives. Like I'm not going to. It's going to be impossible. And that's something I had to learn right then and there. I, I'm not going to have any, you know, there's going to be points in their lives where I don't have any control. And I have to sit back and, and really trust God with the situation, with them. Why I ain't seen them for two, 950 days, bro. I didn't know if they were safe, hurt, what? None of that. All I knew is that I couldn't fold. If I fold, that's it. They'll never know who they are. They'll never know who I am. They'll never know where they come from. They'll never know none of that. They'll never know why, why they heartbeat how I do. They'll never know none of that. If I fold. I didn't know even where they were, bro. I didn't know who they were around. But I knew, all I knew was that a person talking about killing them. A person talking about getting them hurt. A person talking about starving them. A person talking about, you know what I mean? A person that I seen do fuck shit with, with them already. A person that I seen leave them at, the, leave them at home for... Walk to the store for a bottle of wine. A person I seen kick my kid across the floor. You know what I mean? A person I seen and I could just go on. And I didn't know where my kids were, bro. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. You just can't fold. You got you to gotta stand on it. And fucking just diligently, diligently be patient and have faith. And having faith is more than just saying, like, hey, I'm going to have faith here. Having faith is actually... Man, when it when it when it feels like when it feels like the 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 when it feels like the the ceiling has collapsed, you literally have pillars up still, even though your arms ain't working no more. Your arms fell out, but you got pillars, and them that's your faith. They're just holding the roof up so shit doesn't cave in. And then as soon as you gather your strength back up, you're back picking the roof up and holding it yourself. You know what I'm saying? This thing can go down, man. So let's talk a little bit more about court, man, and the events leading up to it. So. So you're saying she wanted money. So what, what was going on? You're saying she wants money. Uh, uh, her lawyer subpoenaed my bank records and requested 
uh, she seen that I received like a large sum of money or something like that, and wanted half of it at least, or all of it. She saw and, you received money and wanted all of it? Yep. But, do you pay your child support? I do, but I have medical issues going on. Yeah. I am exempt from child support right now. Yeah, well then what the fuck, bro? I listen. I, um, I, I, I don't think person paying child support or not paying child support don't make them any more or less because they're not even being given child, they're not put on child support in a fair system. If they were put, it'd be something different. But the dads who are on child support, we got good dads, and we're throwing child support on them like they don't want to be there for a full week out, two weeks out of the four. They do. They're not given the opportunity. You're just you're just judging them and saying that they should just get what you say you should get every fucking uh, Saturday overnights and 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 two week two hours out the week, man. Yeah. So of course, but what 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 say do you have in it? So I don't care, you know. I don't care. That shit ain't shit. I don't judge nobody. Whether and we've had dads on here who come out here and they feel so terrible about their child support situation. But the reality, the reality of the matter is, honestly, so many people have judgmental feelings about child support and don't even know what the fuck Title Four Section D is. So how do you have any feelings towards some shit you don't know about? <laughs> That's like you have. Actually having feelings about the Lions being sorry, but you don't know shit about football at all. Not even the start of it. Well, yeah, you know they're sorry, but that's just shit you heard. You don't. You can't even really give technical reasons of why the Lions are sorry. You can't. You just can say they're sorry because they lose all the time. It probably is deeper than that. You know what I mean? You should have some reasons. You should be able to talk about it more in depth. You should be able to... All real Lions fans know who the problem is. You know what I mean? They know who the consistent problem will. We know. But there's people out there who you can automatically tell don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the deal, man. Folks don't know what Title IV Section D is. All right, Cody. So I'm dialed in. All right. So you say this person's worried about money. So her lawyer subpoenaed your bank account and... You haven't been paying child support, but I mean, it's, I, I, like, it's, I you know I've been paying the court child support, but I've still been buying my clothes, diapers, kids, yeah, help with medicine yeah. or something. I help. Yeah, bro, you're not a bad dad. You're an elite dad. I was like, only going. I that's child support. I don't. I don't believe paying a system. You're right. Where they get funded extra money or whatever like that, like like you were stating like that. Uh, yeah, bro, Title Four, Section D, bro. No, yeah. absolutely not, bro. You're not, dog. Nobody even knows what it is. Everyone believes in fucking child support, and nobody knows the, how they make the money, how much money they make, that it's on our Constitution, the verbiage of it. They just are just following the leader. Oh, child support, pay or you're deadbeat. Why, bro? Because your auntie said so? The fuck does she know? She got a law degree? You know what I mean? Who? Because you heard your friend say that? Do she got a fucking law degree? What the fuck do she know? Is she masters and she got a degree in something the fuck else? She don't have no degree in law. So how are you going to listen to her and tell what? How do you know? Because what you hear on TV, because you following a stigma, 
what do you know about child support for real? And what I've come to find out, folks don't know about it. So they subpoenaed your so they subpoenaed your bank statements, all this other stuff, trying to make it seem like you're a bad fucking human being when in actuality you're broken about your children. You haven't seen them. You haven't done anything wrong. You haven't hurt anyone. You don't have no record. I've, I've only self-harmed. I've never, like, I'm not going to lie. I do have mental health issues. And that's why I'm not, that's why I'm off work right now. Like, I've had three suicide attempts now. Okay. And it's, just, it's, it's not because, like, it's, because, it's not because I'm, like, I'm a bad person, or, uh, yeah, or like, yeah. oh, he's so, mentally crazy, it's just, it's... And how many suicide attempts did you have before someone stole your fucking child? None. Exactly. And that's my like, point. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Well, what What do folks need to hear? You know what I mean? You Ain't nothing wrong with your brain. A motherfucker stole your kid, bro, and, and you don't see him. Somebody ripped your heart out your fucking life, and they walked off, and they're living like they didn't do it. And your kid is walking around in the middle of it. So, nah, bro. You didn't, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you, and, you know, yeah, you, you, you up against it. But, bro, 21 dads a week, like we discussed prior, kill themselves over child access issues. How in the holy smoke is what you're going through labeled as something wrong with you? It's not. You don't have mental problems. None of that shit. There's a problem out there that the system pretty much put on you. They put that on you. I, I don't care. Because this is what they're this is what this is the risk they put in every dad's life when they do this. Oh, you get every other weekend and pay them this much. See ya. That's how our law works. Bye, buddy. They're risking this dad not being able to take it. They don't care. You feel me? If they care, then where the fuck are the fucking where are the counselors on hand? The free ones, on hand, good ones, on hand, the best of the best, on hand, because you would think that you would be able to f- get these people's brains together so they can come back with your ransom money. That would be logical thinking if you ask me. Get them some good counseling, met, get, them, get them feeling good about us robbing them at least or something, but not even that. Like, the counseling should come with the robbery. Hey, look. We're robbing you of your time with your kids, most of all. But we're going to rob you of your money and we're going to threaten jail over you and, and losing losing everything if you don't pay and shit. And you won't get to see your kids, but we want you to pay for them. But listen, here is a counselor so that you can get through that the whole step of the way. We won't just leave you out there. No, no. These motherfuckers take your kids. They want to know how much money you got. They want that too. They want everything you got. And if you don't deliver, you're going to jail, jail, jail. We're going to hold it over your head, which puts a lot of fear and a lot of working regular civilians' brains. If a man is waking up every day trying to figure out how to be the best him, he's not running two miles thinking about a fist fight that could ensue someday. He's not... He's not what you know what I'm saying? He's not studying that type of stuff. He's not, he, he's not. He's focusing on being a man. And he's taking and putting jail over his head. A lot of dads, that's a fearful thing. No, first of all, no one wants their freedom taken. But some of them dads physically just not trying to be there as far as just the fear aspect. Of, it's a lot of shit to it. And it's not right, bro. You know what I mean? It's not yep. right, bro. You just want to see your kids. So let's talk a little bit more, man. So you, you've. And, 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 man, that's why I say everything's good. You're still here. God wants you here. Every day you wake up blinking, 
and got got you breathing air. You know what I mean? Good clean air too. With that, with all that's going on, bro, uh, it's another chance. You know what I mean? It's another opportunity. It's another crack at it. It's another play. Yeah, we we as dads shouldn't have to go through this. We shouldn't have to think like, when are we gonna see our kids next? Like mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't have to wake up and first on my mind like, am I gonna do it today? Am I gonna, am I gonna contemplate suicide today? And is this? Are they gonna push me over today? Where I'm just I'm done. No, you're I not. Just, yes, you are, but I hear what you're saying, but no, you're not. You're not done. You're on the edge, and you feel like you're there, but I'm here to tell you, bro. No, the fuck you're not. And when you feel like you ain't got no more energy in your brain, and you feel like your body can't take it no more, you give me a shout, you shoot me a message, and I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck to do. You go in your room, you find whatever you can travel in on feet that don't hurt you, hurt your feet, and you put on some sweatpants and a hoodie, and you set yourself a destination to run to, and you start a light jog. And you jog, man, until the side on your, uh, the fat on your sides feels like you're being stabbed. At that point, you're going to want to start to walk. But that's when you start to think about what really hurts. That's when you start to picture your baby's faces. And I hope you're listening to me closely, Cody. And I'm going to have this recorded. This is obviously on wax. I'll get it to you so you can hear it again. When your sides start to hurt and it feels like you're being stabbed and you really want to start walking, start thinking about your baby smiling at you. Start thinking about all the things that bring you into that space. Start thinking about the pictures you can't look at that are just etched in your brain. Like like they're lasered into your memory. Those pictures that you can't even go look at on your phone when they're not around. Think about that shit. Right when your sides is hurting. And then run some more. And get to your destination and power through it. And when you get there, turn around and think about all that painful, hurtful shit again. And jet back. And battle it right there. Instead of, if you're going to make it physical, if you're going to make the hurt that's happening in your heart physical, if you're going to make it physical and turn it into depression, right? Then what we got to do is you can turn it and turn that into something positive physical. And that can be a jog. It don't cost no money for a membership, nothing like that. After you master that, you're going to want to start doing push-ups. You know what I mean? This is another thing. You can get down right where you are at your house and just bang out 25 of them. But if if, if, if 25 is, get, becomes too easy, then you start doing 25 and then another 25 right after that without getting up. Just count to 25. But the battle is the battle happens and the pain is released while you're getting through that 20 fucking five or while you're running that two miles. And I know it may not register to you, man, but if you could just work up enough strength and courage to just give it a try. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have been since we uh, we last talked. Like, I'm not jogging, jogging, but, like, walking, watching when I eat, no pop, and no sweet. That's good to hear. I'm not bad food. Like, I, I know I've lost weight since we last talked, so I've and definitely now, different different food intake. Yeah. So. Look, now, now it's time to throw that jog in there. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, because I'm, 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 when I, I look, bro, I stepped on the scale the other day, I was 205, I was like, oh, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, and, and, and I jump on the bike, I tell the kids, hey, jump on the scooters, let's run, I go run, they jump on their scooters and come with me, like, I'm, anything, anything, I, I just, because I want to, not only do I want to release that shit out my brain, physically, on the pavement, but I would like to 
uh, yeah, I'm also just trying to keep, I'm trying to keep in check. You know, it's not, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not comfortable. I want to keep, keep training. I want to keep letting that keep, you know, but man, so let's, let's, uh, man, man, this is, this is, this is powerful, man. Cause you're talking about, we just talking about shit, prevent, prevent, preventative measures, man. So that it don't get to that. You know what I mean? Because, bro, if you take your own self out the game, bro, your kids is going to be looking around for you in 10 years, bro. And and to be quite honest, there's a gentleman by the name of Daniel Gaines. All people out there need to go onto YouTube and type in the search box, Daniel Gaines. And, and, this, and this gentleman who was on the show, he lost his daughter for, from the time she was four months old. All the way until she was 18, he still hasn't seen her. Last time he saw her, she was four years old. He saw her once when she was four years old. Hasn't seen her since she's 18. She turned 18 in July. And this guy is still fighting tooth and nail, you know, trying to be in her life, trying to... Yes, and you know what, bro? If he would have had took his own self out the game when she was 11, he wouldn't be here still fighting. And guess what? He's still hurt right now. But what about in 15 years when he's fully healed, he's back talking to his daughter, and he's ready to take everything he learned because he learned law front and back. What if he's ready to take everything he damn learned and apply it and start helping other people? Because, when folks, when you go out there and you type in uh, Daniel Gaines in your YouTube, all right, you're going to see this man fighting tooth and nail for his kid. You're going to see he knows the law better than probably whatever law attorney you have because he knows. He cites cases he he's talking real law and he has no degree at all judge will tell him something and he'll recite the law word for word that they're trying to tell him about and you can see on their faces they don't like it but if he would have killed himself when his daughter was 12 he wouldn't have even got to this point does that make sense bro you can't we you there's something for you to see there's something for you to have there's something for you to hear and there's something for you to apply but before all of that, there's two little babies that need you. You know what I'm saying? They need you right now. And what they need you to do is to continue to get better, bro, and keep fucking fighting. So that's what we're going to go with it. Now, I'm only talking like this because, dog, it's the real thing, man. These thoughts may come back. And if they do, you're going to tell them to shut the fuck up. When those, when those thoughts and feelings come to you and they, you start hearing them and the devil start whispering to you, you're going to tell them exactly what it is. Bro, shut the fuck up. I'm in control. I'm going to tell you what it is. We're going to keep fighting. Oh, you feel like you want to die, huh? Throw on these running shoes. If we dying, we dying running two miles, damn it. Swear, if I die, I'm dying out here running two miles trying to get better. That's how it's got to go. You feel me? We need you, bro. Flat out. Every dad on this podcast come on here talking. We all need you. And that we need, all need each other. We can't afford to lose not one more soldier. Not one. It don't matter. We as soldiers out here, we all don't know. We all got to. We all need each other. We need each other, bro. We can't lose one hand. We need all hands. Everybody. All hands on deck. This thing is a big problem and we need each other. So let's get back into court, man. What else was they doing, man? I saw the post that you posted on Facebook, man. Let's talk about some of the tormenting things that uh, your child's mother was doing to you leading up to court, man. So we got the. Uh, you are. Do you prefer? Do you like? Do you prefer or not prefer if I use her name? Do you? You can do whatever you want, man. Whatever you feel comfortable with, man. All right. Hold you. on. 
All right, well, her name's Kaylee, uh, but I kind of wrote, like, a statement. I wanted to say to the judge that the judge wouldn't let me say, so if you're fine with it, I would like to leave you. So uh, I put, I believe Kaylee has uh, intentionally been going after my mental and emotional health by manipulating me by promising we were going to get back together. Kaylee would come over and tell me me we were going to, get back together again and be a family and do things together. After the court hearing, Kaylee would use uh, kissing, hugging, hugging, cuddling, and other things as a reward system to get what she wanted from me, such as cooking, buying, cooking her dinner, buying her things, switching her visitation days. If, if I did not do what Kaylee wanted, Kaylee would hold my visits. Kaylee would Say she hated me and didn't love me anymore. I believe Kaylee has intentionally been trying to take my mental health and emotional health down to get my visits taken away. I met, I met with family care provider, counselors, psychiatrists this week. I explained everything going on uh, to all of them and uh, explained what's going on to all of them in my life. And they all agreed that it would be in the best interest to continue to enforce the current order and gradually increase my visitations over time and not reduce or take my time away. And the judge the judge wouldn't give me wouldn't give me the time of day. She wouldn't let me say that. I just said let me let me say what I need to say and we can go on continue going with what whatever she wants to say, just I just I asked the judge to let me speak. And the judge wouldn't even let you say nothing, even though you were self-represented, huh? I was self-representing. I just, I asked to speak. Hmm. And I tried speaking, and she says, uh, you'll get your turn, or just hold on, or... Yep. I just... Hey, listen, man, and I want folks out there to know, I I had walked into court, I, look, hey, I got, hey, I got threatened to be shot in the courtroom before, all right? In my county, I got threatened. I had a new judge since. Shout out to her for actually doing some work. But the judge I had before then, I got threatened to be get shot in her courtroom, bro. I told her the same day. Luckily, I'm even saying nothing, bro, because this is again. But but you know what? I'm not in here for that. I'm in here to. I'm in here. I'm in here in the dirty game that they playing with with my kids. Playing games with my with my kids. So, I, I say, yeah, okay, well, look. And the judge just says, ah, well, it doesn't matter. Send the kids back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Hey, or all the times I went to court before then, bro, and I never got a chance to speak on record about what was happening to my kids. Like, the first, from the first time I went in there, I should have been able to be like, yeah, look, off rip. But everything when I went back the second time is because I had a lawyer. You feel me? And when you have a lawyer, this is for dads out there. When you got a lawyer, you need to make sure your lawyer is cut like Melissa Isaac. If your lawyer ain't cut like Melissa Isaac, I'm going to tell you right now. Don't trust them to talk for you. You'll be better off alone. You pay them for advice. Don't let them talk for you, bro. Because if they talk for you, they're going to do what they want. They're going to make the backdoor moves they want to make. You know what I mean? You need to be in. You need to have your time with the judge on your little Zoom time alone, without your motherfucking lawyer talking for you. 
you know, because you're going to be in the waiting room, your lawyer's going to be talking to the judge, and then they're going to all have their own movie without you, regardless of how much money you pay. And unless you got somebody cut like Melissa Isaac, who's just 100% hellbent on making sure you get the fairest piece of pie to the child that you help create, then you need to do it alone, man. It's safe. It's if, if unless you got somebody and you know what I'm saying, I'm not saying there are good family attorneys out there, but I'm also say they will hem you up. But the fact that you couldn't speak is just is ridiculous, man. Well, you can't say nothing. Let this man speak. The moment I sat down in that courtroom, the bailiff was standing right behind me. And the more I tried speaking, the closer he got. That is a... Uh, I, I, I looked back behind me and I kept noticing he was moving closer and closer and closer to the point where he was touching my chair. Bro, and what is that, bro? That's a fear tactic. You know what I mean? Because yeah. honestly, bro, let's just be real. I don't know what county you were sitting in, but... Granted. Okay, well, here's the thing. I... I feel like, based off of our conversations, regardless of how mad you were, you know what I mean? Like, you weren't necessarily, you weren't up to go to jail tonight. You know what I mean? Like, it I've wasn't, never been to jail a day in my life. I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. This ain't your, this ain't your, this ain't your arena. It's not like you want to go, no one wants to go to jail, number one. But there are certain, there are certain people out there who are, you know, if a, if a man is, there's, there's, Alright, offer it. Number one threat about going to jail is nobody wanna get their ass whooped. So it's the people out there who who, <laughs> who don't necessarily fear fist fight that and they still don't want to go to jail. But I mean when they go to jail, it's not like they they're necessarily petrified of getting in fist fights and shit. That ain't what they thinking about. They just don't want their freedom taken. But nobody wants their freedom taken. But when you start talking about people who've never been in that that's not their field. You're not talking about aggressive people at all. They're just here to parent. So why in the hell you know what I mean? It's a difference when you gotta, you know, a, a, it's, just, it's just something different, man. It's something about this, bro. These people are not trying to be criminals. They don't even have, there's nothing about criminal nothing. They're just trying to be parents. Why put that kind of pressure on them? Why should you have to be threatened with jail today, man? Like you, like you was in a case with a, like you was in a case that had anything to do with anything threatening or harming. You know what I mean? Why, bro? Cause you, cause you, cause you heavier set. Nah, man, you don't want to go to jail. Irrational behavior. Man, it's not irrational, bro. What's rational? And that's the thing. What's what's the rational way to go about having your child stolen, Michigan? For real, what's the what's rational way to go about having your kids stole? What is rational about? Now, let's get into this. Well, I can this... see if I was actually physically abusing and harming my child, now, you leaving didn't... marks, you didn't... and then that would be that would be rational. But like, you... I've never laid a hand on my kids or my ex-wife a day in my life, and never planned to ever. Bro, you never I did would... shit, bro. I would take myself out before I would do that. Bro, you never did shit. That's what I'm saying. Your record is squeaky clean. And, and she's over here claiming I'm, I'm abusing her and the kids. She's claiming I wrap my hands around her neck. I threatened her life. I threatened her family's life. I threatened to burn down her house. I... Uh, All lies because you know why? And because you know why? Her, There's no repercussion. You did what? I caught her cheating. That's oh, why yeah. we were separated. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no man. Hey, we've heard we we've hey, 
Hey, we've heard this story a lot of times on this podcast. You, at, you know what I mean? A, a, a dad is trying to be a dad. You know, because no, because you know why I'm talking about this? Because the narrative is always, oh, men aren't shit. Oh, men just can't, just, just, oh, men are. Oh, men just can't do that. It's not men versus women, bro. There's there's good people, there's bad people. It's not a gender thing. You can be a piece of shit any type of gender you are, bro, if you truly believe in equality. You feel me? I'm just not for us just bashing one, bashing the other. I'm not for that. I'm, I'm, I'm where we talk about specific sets of people on this podcast here. You know what I mean? And what we're talking about right now is a person who had got caught cheating because you was just chilling, doing you, you know. And she said, hey, man, I want some more D. What I'm going to do? I'm going to have to go get it. I know, you know, I know I should be being the mom right now and a wife. I am a wife. But, you know, I'm going to go chase some more D. And when he catch me doing some hoe ass shit, and I said it, Cody didn't say it, I said it. When he catch me, and I don't know the person, so it ain't personal, never met him, never seen him, don't know who they are. I'm listening to a story. When they catch me doing some hoe ass shit, I'm going to act like I'm the victim. He did everything wrong, make up false stories about him. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to steal his kids and not let this man see his kid. Because you know what? The state's on my back. And guess what? They'll never let him talk when he gets to court. It doesn't matter if he has a lawyer. It don't matter what what he goes through in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm not going to feel bad for any of it. So, basically, I said all that to say this right here. All right? What I'm saying is, is, okay, you cheated. You did something wrong. It's not male versus woman. It's good person and person doing something right versus bad person doing something wrong. Here's what we got. Now, if you're kicking it and talking to Cody, okay, and then you start lusting after people on your cell phone and on TV and start lusting after men you want to be with and start thinking about, and then mentally you go somewhere else, okay, and then you start thinking about, now how is that Cody's fault? Because you start talking to some other motherfucker, you start start chasing some other D, all right? Cody's being a dad. His focus is on his family. His focus is on his kids. He wants to be a husband and be a good dad. I remember him saying that. That's what he wanted. So, where does this person get off acting like a victim? Where does this person get off trying to take your money and act like because you got something? It's theirs. Why you don't owe Cody money? I mean, you. let's think about this. He helped you create child. You cheat instead of taking care of child and focusing on child instead of focusing on other D. You cheat. And then you get to steal the kid. And you get to have the benefits of, like, okay, so if you cheat, you should lose, right? So once you cheated, you should have left kids with Cody and then went and cheated and chased D instead of being, because that's what you was focused on, not Cody. So that's how I'm feeling. But, like, instead, there's this false narrative that you this bad guy, that you do this, do that, do this, do that. Cody not being, Cody, you not, you wanting more D doesn't make Cody a bad person. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? That, 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 that makes you want to chase D instead of focusing on your family. That's what that makes. That don't make him a bad person. Now, all this time you've been sitting and missing from your kids off of a person making the decision that they want to chase D. Now, I'm sure there's other things in there that come with it. I'm sure there was other little small rifts here and there between you all. 
um, that come that you know that we didn't really that you know things we don't see or maybe you didn't see it at all. But I'm sure there was little small pieces in there, little small things that built up to her just cheating and shit. But whatever the case may the fuck be, that was not your choice. That was not your decision. Your decision may have been not to take it. You feel me? I don't want to sit around, sit around and get cheated on. All right, that's your choice. But why are you a bad guy for that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I moved out of her parents on my this on my birthday. I moved out. I found out she cheated on my birthday. I was I moved out of her parents on the same day. I was getting ready to start a new job. I just so up in the face. So now. Okay, man. So, was this the same baby mom who I saw those pictures with the uh, with the dead animal in your car? Yeah, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about that day. So, what, what transpired so, on that uh, day? What's that? So, I was just asking what transpired on that day. Like, what went down? Uh, so, uh, I got the police report right here. So, 9-9-21 is when it happened when I reported it. Uh, on 9 7 uh, we've been waiting for two months for her lawyer to get some, some final divorce paper done. And she said she would only agree if my visitation was uh, two, three-hour visits every other week. Right. Uh, for twice a week. That's just like basically six, six hours every other week. No overnights, nothing. Right. And I completely disagreed with that. And. Is her lawyer a male or a female? Just out of curiosity. Her lawyer? Yeah. A female. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. So, uh, so we, we had a disagreement. Uh, she said she's never going to let me see the kids again and say whatever she needs to say. So that way I don't see my kids. I threatened suicide and went to the hospital. Right. Because, like, I, I, the statement I read earlier, she's been playing these mental mind games with me for the past several months, and I'm just realizing it. It's just, it's all a game. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really love me. And then two days later, I wake up to my maintenance man knocking on my door saying that there was a, a dead, a decapitated raccoon head with, with smeared all over my windshield and written in the raccoon blood it says yeah, uh, keep playing games you're gonna die Cody and okay so you wake up to that alright now listen I just wanna put everybody into this is, this is why this podcast is important okay because and I understand you know like you didn't hear the whole backstory. and if you didn't hear the whole backstory, you wanna hear part one of where Cody's coming from it's right here in season three episode 18 a system against me alright now listen Cody is sitting here waiting for court he hasn't seen his kids the lady's playing games okay she's playing games he's He's, you know, he's 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 mentally going through it with this shit because his kids are involved. All right, so he wakes up out of his sleep one day to the maintenance man saying, "Hey, there's a dead ass animal head. Cut the fuck off on your windshield with blood everywhere." Now, man, instantly, I imagine your heart start 
feeling anxiety. You start racing a little yeah. bit. You start feeling a little rushy. Because you're like, what the fuck? I was just woke up. You feel me? So, you go out here. Now you're looking. So, then, so what happens is you walk up on the car. Could you describe as you go out there a little bit? Like, what, what were you see, thinking and feeling? Like, I'm walking on the car. I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, great. Probably got to replace tires. There's probably broken windows. There's probably, they probably scratched my car, all the shit. I'm like, I'm just thinking the worst happened. Like, oh, great. Now I got to try to find money to repair my car. Right. Yeah. And I'm walking up to the car, and I see a dead, the raccoon, the decapitated raccoon had on my windshield. And the maintenance man's pointing out the message. Uh... He's uh, reading it off, and then it, we first read off. Says, uh, "Keep playing games, take the car wash, and somehow the magic soap and water shows up the rest of it." We missed because it was like it was pretty sunny out and pretty warm, so the blood kind of had time to dry and right. all that. Right. But it's just I was just in a pain. So just, yeah, man. Now, okay. I, now, I here you are, own. really mentally going through it, just with the normal games, right? Now you got somebody coming, leaving shit on your car, talking about you going to die. All right, now here's the thing. You're already mentally going through it, all right? Now, here, it's their note. They already know that you're mentally going through it. I'm sure they have other experiences with other dudes that they were fucking... And it's hard to be blunt about it like that. And I hate to be so brutal about it. But, like, I'm just keeping it real. Alright? She smashed somebody in life, multiple people, and played games with them. And they didn't have no ish, no mental issues. Yep. So she smashes somebody and she gets close with them. And she gets as close as you guys could possibly get. Which is marriage. Which is supposed to be sacred and forever. And she breaks that by going out smashing somebody. Right? Yep. And then... Now you fucked up. She sees how fucked up you are. She sees that it's really affecting you mentally. Not like them other dudes who she had smashed who just was like, all right, well then fuck you then, clown. I'll talk to somebody else. She act like, you know what I'm saying? Not you though. You held her and kept her close and actually she meant something, right? And, 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 and instead of respecting that your actual mental is being destroyed here, this person says, nah, you know what would be good? I'm going to cut the head off a raccoon, right? I'm going to cut the fucking head off a raccoon, even though I'm the one with the kids. He don't got the kids. So what I'm actually mad at here, I'm not sure. Am I just, like, pressing this guy for money at this point? Because this isn't about the kids, because I got the kids. So it's not oh, about the kids. It, it was about the kids. It's, uh, it's uh, basically, I took it as, uh, you need to do what she wants. Yeah, but what you do, you is doing what she wants, bro. You don't get to see yeah, your kids. That's exactly what she wants. All more she days, wants, what you said, is money. Two days prior, she wants... Yeah, she, I was saying two days prior, we had a disagreement about the visitation. Right. Money. Like... Money. I, I said no to all of it. I said, no, I'm not doing this no more. I said, no, you're just... No. <clears throat> so you stood up for yourself, and the person says, I got a great idea. Since since he's not gonna stand around and get bullied anymore, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna really just get him going. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna find a raccoon and cut its fucking head off and put it on his windshield. Oh, that'll be good. What type of dumbass shit is that, bro? You did, you mean to tell me you dog? You know for a fact Cody doesn't have no disputes with this like this with nobody else, and your dumbass cut a went over there and did that. 
and put a death threat on his window. And your dumbass knows he has no problems with anybody else in the world. Except your ass. And you think this is discreet, huh? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's just some dumbass shit, bro. That's what I'm saying. But, like, why, why wouldn't this person take into consideration your mental health? Why, bro? Like, this person is down. You feel me? Why would you do yeah, that? I feel like, they, like they're like, oh, we're going to make them more mental. Or we're going to... We're going to give them more PTSD. We're going to do whatever we can to try to make them just come off his rocker. Nope. Nope. In fact, all this is going to do is make you, all this is going to do is make you fight harder. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, they're trying to play games with your mental at this point. Okay. Now, listen, I had a rival. Now, this is, I don't know if you follow football, but I just want you to follow this. We had a rival in high school one time in the 10th grade. I went to. I want, uh, you know, we had a rival, all right, and fucking, we knew, they beat us the year before, but our coach next year told us, you guys are better than them, and we're going to be smarter than them, because you guys are smarter than them, it don't matter, and you guys are better, and this time, you're going to beat them with your brain, you're not going to try to out-athletic these motherfuckers, we're going to go out here and beat them with our brains, because we're smarter, and we went out there, and we ran every fucking play on a different cadence, we never ran anything on one, not nothing, everything was first color, first sound, on two, on three, on blue, on red, nothing was on one. And we, w- w- the whole game was won on, off of us running a different cadence. You know what I mean, bro? We beat them literally because we knew they weren't going to be disciplined there. This person tried to do that. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to come up to this for the rest of this game, bro. Ain't no more jumping off sides. Those are mental mistakes. And that's why I'm using the analogy. That's just a mental error. It's mental because you're just not watching the ball. The first thing you're ever taught on defense is watch the ball. These guys don't watch the ball. They just want to get after it. Call something different every time. Fuck them. It ain't work. That's not what's going to happen for you, Cody. You're going to watch the ball every play. They're going to have to focus on what they're doing. Coming out here and changing your cadence is something so simple, and it ain't going to work for this, for this game no more. You feel me? Somebody come out there and put – they gonna say you gonna die, right? But yeah. at the same time, like, why you? Why they trying to put that on your spirit too? Looking over your shoulder, thinking about death, like you ain't already thinking about death. You feel me? Yep. That's what I'm saying. So that's how you know this person just want they jump. You're standing on the ledge, just jump, jump, take. Nah, ma'am. God isn't gonna. Let me tell you what God ain't gonna do. He's not gonna remove your problem easily. That's what he ain't gonna do. You're going to have to stand and get the best best him is what you're going to have to get. And that's what you got to beat, Cody, the best you from here forward. And it starts it starts yesterday, and it keeps going all the way for forever. The best foot forward in your fighter mode, though. Not physical, but like mental, spiritual. You're fighting heart, man. Fighting spirit. You feel me? All this, all this, this person can't hurt you no more. You know what I'm saying? You got to let whatever it is close to them, you got to know. If they cared about you then, why they, wanna, why, they want, why they want you living in fear more? Why they want to do more things to you when they know what it's done to you? When they know the toll is taken? They know you don't have no suicide attempts before they stole your kid. They know that. But now they're there. And look at the reaction. A couple days ago, this motherfucker putting dead animals on your car. But you know I'm you know what this is doing to me. But you're just doing it anyways. So what that say? That say, man, 
You really don't care. You want me out of here. You trying to get me there. And you wrote it on my car. You want me out of here. Alright, but that's not what... <laughs> me and you both know, Cody. All that time your mom and, and your people took bringing you up. All your friends you've ever had in life. Your kids, the time you spent with them. All that was not in vain. All that wasn't to come crash into an end because of this person. One person. No. Absolutely not. Not from no kidnapper. You're not laying down to no kidnapper. You can't. And you won't. It's a kidnapper. It's a, it's a kidnapper. You're not finna go for this. You can't go for this. Not none of them days. You gotta wake up. Ready to get right back to it, man. You know what I mean? Because, bro, this shit ain't gonna stop tomorrow. You know what I mean? This shit ain't gonna stop. This is where you in. You in this thing. But you gotta make sure you keep surrounding yourself around like-minded people. Ryan. There's a gentleman named Ryan. He's a personal trainer, man. I need you to make sure you do everything you can to contact this person. This is somebody you need to be contacting regularly. You need to find more dads on this podcast, more dads that are in this every day, and contact them regularly. Contact them regularly, bro. You got to be around these people. You got to be around folks who are hungry to help you. Being around the regular cast of people you around might not work. You know what I'm saying? Being around and talking to the exact same people that you talk to regularly that you've been talking to. Might not be cutting it. And there's nothing in the world wrong with adding more people to your roster that you can talk to. Increasing your team. Building your network. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Finding more like-minded individuals. Connecting with more people who connect, who you can connect with because they know you are what you've been through because they've been there. Bro, that's it. More people like that. So this way, man, when you feeling down, bro, you can just have a conversation with a motherfucker who know how you feeling. You know what I mean? To tell you, hey, 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 I know what you feeling firsthand. Now, I was never married, but you know how many dads on this podcast was married? You know how many dads on this podcast had they got robbed? You know the dad on this podcast, his, his, his wife standing right next to him. She literally sees him get... A three-figure deal. In that week, she cheats on him. She's probably been cheating on him. She just did it openly so he could be the one to leave. Not till he got that three-figure ticket, though. When he got that, all right, I'm out. You got what I need, plus you already legally bind to me. I'm out. You owe me that because I'm legally bind to you. And I'm going to cheat do it openly so you leave and make it look like you want out, too. So, like that. Boom, and he's been fucking paying this lady and keeping her rich the whole time since. But does he quit? No, this motherfucker don't quit. We can't quit, but do you need to talk to him? Yes, you need to talk to that guy. If Ryan if Ryan is willing to help you every day or twice a week, you telling me Ryan got his kids stole too. He's a personal trainer. The first podcast he ever listened to was your episode. You telling me he want to help you? You're not going to use this line of support. I don't know what friend you can think of right now that when you talk to this friend, you and him don't really talk about shit that's helping your situation. You just kind of like 
talking to that person. Try not to talk about your shit too much as you didn't talk about it with it too much. That, that, and the third. Cut that combo out for the day and insert Ryan. You know what I mean? Cut that combo out for the day and insert. You know what I'm saying? Insert Jonathan, who's working on the, who's working on uh, open bar. The AI program that's getting ready to box out lawyers. Cause he talks to people too. Or cut out that friend and insert Kyle and insert KD. Cause KD got an open helpline. You know, he all these folks, all these dads on here got numbers. But I'm saying this because, bro, this is the real thing. We need each other. I need you. You need me. You need Jonathan. I need Jonathan. Jonathan need me. Jonathan need Paul. Paul need Jonathan. KD need Paul. We all need each other to be dialed in. We all need each other. We can't afford to lose no soldiers. Not no day. How do we, how do we fight a system that's already pre-decided? Well, I'm going to tell no you how. No matter what we say and no matter what we present, they're pre-decided. I don't know if you've seen my video I posted today on my Facebook, but it was staged. You could, it was just, if you were there in my shoes, it was just every, every word was staged. Everything was staged. Yeah. I mean, each time, bro, do you know how hard it was to get these folks to hear, hey, my kids are in danger. They were on a mission to have me have every other weekend and, and they were on a mission to put me on child support. 50-50 50-50 would have been cool at first. It would have. But after a certain point, my kids are at risk over there. 50-50 ain't good no more. So giving me 50-50 ain't doing me no favors. You feel me? You just flat out ain't hearing me. Hey, we're giving you 50-50. Be happy. No, my kids are in danger. I get that you broke your system for once to give me something fair, but you're still not doing the right thing here. I need my kids safe. I need to know my kids are going to bed at 9 o'clock, not 4 a.m. I need to know that, you know what I mean? They're not dancing like adults. I need to know that, you know what I mean? They're not around dope fiends, alone. Like, that kind of stuff. You know, 50-50 don't help with that. It don't. I'm sorry. Okay, man, so listen. I think this is how we come together to fight this thing, all right? I think how we fight this thing, number one, is we got to make this thing a conversation, we got to stop taking this shit and holding it to ourselves, bro. We got cell phones now. How, how did I make myself more powerful? I start talking to other people going through the same thing, man. Who knew things I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I start learning. I start understanding. I start reaching out to other dads. I start taking my feelings. I start talking to other dads and start finding where my feelings fit. What I start making sense of what I felt, what I was feeling. The shit that I was happening before, the shit I was going through then, I start talking to people and I start in the conversation, start making the needle move a little bit. And I think that with gasoline on it, I think that thing can really can really catch fire, man. I'm telling you the truth. I think that thing can really can really make waves, man. I think that thing can create a typhoon. We just not start talking about it. And then we got to start making the conversation so loud that it's undeniable when we take it to our lawmakers. And I know folks be like, we got to go right to our lawmakers, right? Right to our lawmakers. But look, though, if the situation at hand or the topic at hand isn't already an outrage in the community, when you get to your lawmaker, it's going to be easy for them to look away. You feel me? If yep. 10 people out of 
200 people are talking about an issue and they keep coming to the thing. I'm sorry, that's maybe a small number. If 10 people out of 2,000 people, okay, are talking about one topic, it's going to be a little harder. And I think the number to ratios would even be a little, I think 10 people out of 2,000, I, I, I think that might even be, I don't know if that's a realistic number, how many people are actually talking about this out of 2,000 people. But like really, a small number to a huge number, and no one cares, bro. It's, it's going to be hard as hell to the lawmakers to be like, yeah, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me rattle some shit here. Because there's no reason to take the $50 billion money away when no one's even upset about it. Except a few people. For real. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? A couple people outraged. A couple people smart enough to come in here. A couple people. For real. We got to talk about it. We need more fucking people. And another thing. We need to stop making this illusion that this is only something that affects men. It's not, bro. My daughter is a girl. She's a girl. She's a little girl. This situation affected her when she was left alone with a dolphin. You feel me? There's women involved in this. We there's their 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 daughters, their sisters, their aunts, their grandmas. There's women involved in this whole thing. You know what I mean? There's not just the ones that are on the side of the child that was stolen, but the child the there's the ones that helped enable. We need to start making like less enablers. We need to start stop the narrative of help uh, helping each other steal kids. We need to, you know what I mean. We need to. We and, and it's not a gender thing, bro. It's you know what I mean. There's we gotta. We need all need each other, bro. We need to stop making this such a oh, this is just men thing. No, 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 no. This is affecting the women too, man. If there's something out there that's encouraging you to drop your relationship and lean on the state, that's not good. That's bad. You know what I mean? If there's something out there that's encouraging you to quit, do the wrong thing, and get help the rest of the way through, that's not good. If you want that, what's that? That's just that's just the problem with nowadays generation. It's just they're too dependent on their mamas. They're too dependent on oh the state's gonna take care of me or uh we uh, my friend my friend uh uh. But like, oh, my friends uh, are leaving their baby daddies, and they're getting everything, state assistance, every yeah. sort of government assistance they can, every program, yeah. while we're struggling to pay the child support and not go to jail. Yeah. It's just, but this generation is not about fixing or keeping things together. This generation is about what can I benefit from this person? What, what, what can they give me? And not what can we do together? Like, our great-grandparents, like, my, my great-grandmother uh, married my great-grandfather for, like, 60 years now. He died, uh-huh. uh, uh, what, like, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. She is still loyal to him, even though he is not yeah. here. Yeah. That, love, that's, and there was no talk of, there was no talk of divorce back then. There was, there's a problem, we're going to fix that. Well, we're going to be a family, and we're going to fix it. Now it's just, there's a problem, let's go fuck the next dude. Yeah, most deaf. And that's the thing, see? But we need to, and you know, we need to get rid of the narrative that only men aren't shit. Oh, men aren't shit. Because that's, that's, that right there, to me, is extreme feminism. You feel me? It's just like, oh, men aren't, 
It's misandry, is what it is. That's just yeah, hate. Generalizing men. Yeah, like well, it's it's the oh. hatred of men, bro. You yeah. can't. I, I don't. You know what I mean? I, well, let's make it less about that. But like, the more we start to see this whole thing is affecting everyone, because like reality, bro. Like dads don't just have sons; they have daughters, and like uh, da- dads, you know, like my daughter loves me, bro. Like even though I get on her nerves, I'm always making her clean. I'm trying to get her to do the right thing. I want her. You know what I mean? Oh, it's always time to go to bed. It's always. You know what I mean? It's rules and stuff. I'm being a parent, bro. I'm being a, I'm being a dad. Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, I know I get on her nerves, but at the same time, man, she loves me. When she get out of school, she jacked to me. You know what I'm saying? Because she knows. I don't I, this is we. This is new to both of us, man. You know what I'm saying? I only had her in school a couple weeks here. This is, this is it. This is new to both of us. But each time, it's like, you know, something new, something beautiful, something I have been robbed of. But man, when she when I see her again, oh, you know what I mean. But yeah, it was all worth it, bro. Because I it was days I was really feeling it. Someone stole my property. I, they stole my stuff. The same thing, the same one. It was theirs, and it was mine too. I helped. It wasn't just I was in on the project, and it couldn't have been done without me. It couldn't have been done without the other party for sure. But it couldn't have been done without me either, though. That needs to be, you know. But look, man, what I'm saying is this, man. We need women in on this too, man. We need we need women upset about this too. We need to find the ones who are upset. Because I've said this before on this podcast and I'll say it again. Until the large crowd of men, you got men in the crowd off to the side and women separated. Until the men off to the crowd of their own started speaking out to the other men about domestic violence and started saying that was bullshit and started actually... You know what I mean? Turn, you know, and and, and just not made into where it was just not even acceptable. Matter of fact, before we didn't like it, but now it's a thousand gazillion percent unacceptable. And don't do that shit in front of me. Until that attitude took place, change didn't come. And I know folks out there are still going to say, no, domestic violence is still happening. But I mean, we could really argue the numbers on that all day long because, again, there's. Only the there's only I think there's only what I think the number's like 44, 56 or something like that. And the numbers aren't too far off. And then you figure lots of you know under unreported all this other stuff here nor there. There's enough on that happened to men that are reported to say that it goes both fucking ways. Um, when a man gets his ass slapped clean on TV and. They make the crowd laugh on the TV, like they make the on the sitcom. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What what is this? But until the crowd, until women start speaking up against it, like, hey man, like this is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, then we get more of that. But bro, we got cell phones now, Cody. We got cell phones. We just start using these cell phones to talk to each other. So I say. If you feeling down, can we take those into the courthouse? Can we record what's going on in our trials? Well, they don't like you to, but the reality is, you can, you can, but they will try to fucking, they will try to, uh, they will try to scare you into not, but if you, there are law, I think, I I do believe, but in Michigan just actually passed something that says you, you can bring your cell phone to court now, that was passed during the pandemic, but it was actually before the pandemic, but Right, we never came back to court. I'm recording my Zoom, my Zoom meeting on the judge. Well, I tell you what. 
they put it on there. They say don't do it and shit like that. But the reality is, is that when you go on Daniel Gaines YouTube, you'll see because we have the freedom of speech. We our our public officials work for us, bro. That is not state. That's 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 the government level. They work for us. That's how it works. Our state representatives work for us. Our state officials work for us at all times. It never never changes. They work for us. You know what I mean? That's why they are number one. They got to address identify themselves when asked at all times because they're state officials. Number two. Like you know what I mean? Like they they can't they yeah. got to they also can be recorded while they're doing what they're doing. It's not illegal. They can be recorded at all times. Their state, their state, they work for us, not the other way around. You know what I mean? But we don't know the law. You know, we go into court thinking like we owe them. When reality, or we work right. for them, or like they got it over us. You know, when reality, I without without the vote from out my crowd, you're not on the bench. There it is. We all voted to put you there. So if we voted for it. Then that means we, the people, put your name and we checked your name. We. You work for us. The same how the governor do. The same how, you know what I mean? The mayor. Yeah, we put you that you're us. And again, that's nothing against those people who hold those positions. I didn't write the laws or make, I didn't say let's not change anything for forever. Even though this thing seems not to be working, even though our system seems to be making more people a business <laughs> in a system and criminal and civil and <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, but yeah, what to do to change it, man? We gotta start. We gotta start talking about this. We gotta start finding ways to have these conversations and have put them on people's table. We gotta figure out how to find the dads like yourself who are down, who are so entrenched into the fight. That they don't even realize that if they take that same hurt and pain and go help somebody else, that they could be the change we need. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what. You got to stop sometimes and think about how many dads out there that are feeling just how you feeling, Cody. It's dads who want to take themselves out the game, too. What if a conversation with you for that day could talk them off the ledge? You feel me? With you. Because really, if they're contemplating suicide and they've even attempted it, I mean, look, bro, you see how I'm talking. I don't, I, I have never, I've now tried to take myself out of the game. I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? But you, I, I, I tell you this you said you did, so would it make you it more in position to have a conversation with him? Would he, would there be a chance that he could? Take what you're saying over what I'm saying, just off a simple fact that you've been there. I love it. I just, I, I even love to get a group of us going. Even, even if we had a group phone call and talk about it, like another podcast. Like I would just, I would love to sit down and just have this conversation. I'd love to get something going. I'd love to make awareness of it. I just, I just, and we need to end the stigma. I just, yeah, like women fought for their rights, and back in the day for equality and we need to fight for our rights as dads yeah. and let them know that we're, we're we deserve to have equality with our children regardless of what's going on like if I understand if the dad's being abusive and actually doing what the courts 
accusing them of. Uh-huh. I understand. Then they need to seek treatment, and uh, they need to seek treatment, and then see their children. But mm-hmm. like oh. I said, I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm, this is not all my ex. Like, yeah. I I admit to some some of the things, like some things I've done, but I've never ever hurt her or the children or put them in any harm's way. Huh. You wouldn't no. hurt nobody, man. You you're not that type of person, bro. Everybody can hear who you are, bro. You're not you're not no hurtful motherfucker, bro. You do things the right way. Go back I and just, listen to his first episode if you haven't, man. Season three, episode eighteen, a system against against me, and you can go listen to listen to him. The, this this human being, he he's not he's not you know he's very chill, very calm. You can hear the presence of the Lord in his heart, whether it's intentional or on accident. It's there. That's why I know he can, you know what I'm saying? It's there. Some folks don't even know they got the God, they got God in their heart. They just moving around thinking it's them. No, God's in your heart, bro. I can feel him. I can hear him. I can see him. I know he there. I'm listening. I, I know he there. I recognize him. I recognize him. Just in our convo. A lot of these, a lot of dads I'm talking to, you know, yeah, dads are coming in here showing their best hand. A lot of dads come in here and say what they do wrong, too. But I can still see the God in them. I can still see the good in them. I can feel it. You know what I'm saying? They're good human beings still. They just want to be a dad. That's it. That's all you want. You want to be a good husband and a good dad. I feel you. I watch what you post on Facebook. Bro. I, just, I, 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 I want to admit, like, like you said, being a good husband, a good dad, like the plan was. I grew up watching my grandparents 50, 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. Till death threw you apart and even still then, till together. That's just... Yep. That's... What I grew up knowing, and my marriage ending five years down the road, it just it messed me up. It's just like, that's not my belief. No, I understand, man. But at the same time, <laughs> you know what I mean? I understand. But, hey, man, if if there's an audible, if, if God throws a curveball or an audible, I mean, look, bro, you could have had easily sat there and been the type of dad that every time you leave... Your, your wife got some dude at your motherfucking crib walking around in naked in your crib while everybody gone. And you come home and she act like everything normal. <laughs> you know what I'm Let's saying? That mama number one. <laughs> you said... <laughs> <laughs> number two. Yeah, number but one. you feel me, bro? It could have been that forever. You know, it could have yeah. been, been that. You know, bro? Yeah. God is pulling you out these situations he wants you to do? Damn. Next time, then there's somebody out there who's very happy about all these, all these, all these, all these. Well, hey, you might see this as failure, but there's somebody out there who's going to be extremely thankful that these failures happen. But if you're not around to see who's about to be on the back end, if you're not around to catch the blessing when it fall out the sky and it just fall on the ground and no one's even around because it's your blessing... Then what good is it going to be? It's just going to be your blessing just sitting on the ground not ready for you because you go. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to happen. It can't happen. It won't happen. God ain't finna let it happen. There's too much work to do. You got pancakes to make. You got breakfast to make for your babies. Ain't none of that. It's work to do. You know what I'm saying? It's work to do. It ain't it's that, man. You got the right one, brother. I tell you because I'm going to help you find some other ones who's hungry just like hot. And you don't need just me. You need all, all the dads. And we need you. That's why I think. There's a dad named Brandon. 
who won full custody in Kentucky. And when he won, his baby mom jumped his, took his kid, jumped in flight to Florida and ran. And when he got to Florida with his paperwork, Florida said, Ooh, you got yourself a win, did you? Well, we want you to start all over again down here in our system. How's that sound, Brandon? And Brandon, you know what a stressful situation this is. So Brandon, after all that, he had a nervous breakdown. And what did they do? I'll tell you what they did. They put him in a mental hospital because he had a breakdown. Because he was like, what the fuck? You guys are doing this now? He just fucking flat. You know what I'm saying? Put him in a mental hospital, right? I bet you if so, I was doing that, I'd be sitting in jail right now. I'm about to tell you. They sedated him, right? So he yeah. wakes up in a mental hospital now. Now he's like, what the, f- where am I, bro? I'm in Florida. I'm here to get my kids. I just woke up in a mental hospital. What the fuck? And he's yelling and he spits on an officer who's there, who's like watching him. He spits on him on accident. They give him assaulting the police officer because he accidentally spit on him. And he didn't like spit on him. He spit because he was yelling. Mm-hmm. And now he is facing a felony. Now he can't leave Florida, let alone have his kids and leave Florida. Mind you, he came to Florida because he had a, a, a custody order that he won and the person bailed and skipped town. Why is he down there now being turned into a criminal? So, yeah, bro, he's on the edge. You don't think a conversation with you couldn't, couldn't, couldn't help? What if it's for a couple minutes? Oh, you feel like his situation different than yours. So, it's the same thing, bro. We all need each other. If you take just, yourself out, you can't talk to nobody. We need each other, all of us. For real. What, what you was about to say, though, Cody? I was going to say, with uh, what my ex has been doing to me for the past several months, like, I've, I had to learn the hard way, but, like, we dads are here for each other. Yeah. But they're going to play these games with us, mm-hmm. and they're just, they're not there for us, just. Well, here's the thing. You can't, we can't put our faith in, and I was talking to you a little bit earlier about faith. We can't put our faith in the system, all right? Mom, I didn't see my dad too much, but the, when he did come around, when I was growing, I saw him, though. I, I, I never see him, but when he did come around, he never failed to mention that the police wanted me, okay? He was telling me. He was telling me, hey, man, your mom is white. She doesn't understand, all right? Because we didn't have cell phones. Internet wasn't out back then in the early 90s when he was seeing me, and I was four or five sitting in his car. He was trying to tell me, when you get out here, the world is going to see you like me. They're not going to see you like your mom. Your mom's not going to understand. The police want you. You feel me? Now, why would that same system, who's making money off of people, who, why would they give you a fair shake when they make fifty billion a year off of not giving dads fair shakes? <laughs> why would they give you one? They didn't give me one. My kids was getting beat up. They didn't give me one. My God, my name. They didn't hear me till my daughter came home black eye. I say, damn man, she finna come home dead. Come on, and they deliver. Uh, I think we talked about it my law yeah. last. Last time I was on my, uh, yeah. I came over one time and had uh, finger marks all over his legs. Yeah. 
Did you so. remember what I said? It's Title Four Two, Section Something Else, Section C or something, bro. Title Four. Title Four. It's the same thing, bro. It's the same thing. They don't get paid to help you. They don't get paid for that. There's no money in them helping you, my friend. Yep. There's no money in it. I was listening to Mr. Palmer's podcast, man, on uh, Fuck Child Support on YouTube. Or you could just type in Mr. Palmer. It's excellent. He was the last podcast before this one here. Man, listen, he had a guy on his show saying that they are they beg some of these people who call in and complain to take the kids. And then they say that the people who call and complain never can take the kids. They're always like, well, you take them in. And the people are like, ah, we don't really got room. And then, and then the guy tells them, he says, well, listen, I can get you $1,000 a month, all this money in food stamps, and help with the bills. And all of a sudden, they got room for the kid. You know what I mean? But where is this money coming from? How much do they get paid to get them that funding? How much is comes back to them on the back end? That's a number I don't know. How much is their game? I don't know their game in and out because I've been looking at this game. But there has to be a percentage they're getting. There has to be money. The same way that fucking FOC is getting money every time they point their finger and tell a dad to pay without listening to what's really happening. And just assuming it's still 1970 still. And we're all just acting like it's 1970. We're all just acting like we don't turn on our phones and see where where society is today. We're all just acting like it's not happening, right? You know what I'm saying? That's what's going on, but really. It's it's, it's, it's a clusterfuck, but at the the end of the day, bro, like, that that system ain't going to give you a fair shake. We got to put our trust in the Lord, bro. We got to put our trust in God. We got to put our trust in what what signs has he shown us. What has he shown us? Has he shown, you know what I mean? If we quit, that's it. We can't quit. We got to stay faithful. We got to stay close to God. We got to stay hearing what he's saying. You're still waking up and you need to keep fighting. Dog, I'm trying to tell you, man. Look, bro. Sometimes, like, we think the devil sent some shit that, you know, we think the devil sent something that he will know. We're giving him credit when he don't need the credit. Sometimes God took that, took it out of our life to help us get to where we're trying to go. Sometimes he took it out of our life because he want us to uh, uh, walk in our blessing and catch our uh, catch our blessing when it come end over end like a punt return off the sky. He want us to catch it. So what's he got to do? He got to start sending blockers, get folks out the way, whoop, whoop, whoop. And when that perfect wall is created, that perfect wedge, whoop, Devin Hester that jump. You know what I'm saying? To the crib. What I'm saying is, he sets it all up a line. But like to give, to give. Sometimes we give the devil. I feel like we giving him credit. Like we 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 tell him, oh yeah, like the devil did this, the devil did that. Why ain't we talking about this man giving him credit for something he ain't doing? God took that out of here. God didn't take your family from you, bro. He didn't let that happen. He's Trying to set you up to really get your family. But your family might not be what you have pictured. Me too. Shit. I thought I was going to be something. I ain't think. I ain't never pictured I was going to be. I thought I. You know. I never thought it was going to be this. I never thought I'd miss as much time I missed. I never thought none of this. That ain't what I wanted. But boom. Once I realized. Okay bro. This person ain't safe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They not safe. 
once I realized, okay, it happened pretty quick for me. The person cut my, I tried to cut my kid out the womb. I was like, uh-oh, this could be bad. I can't ever see in this being safe, not never. <laughs> ever. You know what I'm saying? I can't never see you this being straight. Ever. You didn't try to cut a kid out the womb. I can't think of any reason to do that. Why would you ever do that? But regardless, we got to put our trust in God, bro, because that's what did it. My need, nothing happened for me while I was trying to do it for me, while I was trying to do it myself. Nothing happened. It stayed in the same spot. My brain stayed in the same spot. Everything stayed the same. Until I say, look, God, take control, bro. Take the car. Drive off. Do you, bro. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat. I might recline my seat, true. Put my feet up on the, on the dash or something, man. Mess with the radio. Go ahead, bro. And when I did that, things start Things start, we start getting places. But I was just driving in circles, getting angry at the GPS, yelling, getting lost, cutting the window off, pulling over, all type of shit that was going way out the way. I'm, I'm way out the way. I said, God, look, go ahead, driver. And boom, we, where we at? My kids upstairs. You know what I mean? Getting ready to enjoy the weekend. They up there. But it did that, bro, again. There was a 950-day wait where I didn't know what was happening. I missed the whole development of my son walking, my son talking. My son just learned how to dribble a basketball, like, within the past month. You know what I'm saying, bro? I, you, <laughs> bro, I've been playing sports. I played sports. I started three years old. I'm creeping them. Like, he just got his balance good enough, his discipline good enough, listening good enough to where he actually might be ready to start sports now or something. But I started at three my daughter was ready for sports when she left me at two. Her balance is good as hell, bro. She's she's re she was ready. I'm, I missed all that. I can't never get that back. But what what? That's fine. I could tell the next man, hey man, you missed some time. Don't give out about it because you know why. Even if it's a 950 day wait, the blessing finna fall out the sky. Just sit there and wait. Keep your heels planted on the 10-yard line and follow the rest of the rules. If that motherfucker bounce past the 10-yard line, you let it go. If it don't, you come up and grab them shits. Call a fair catch if you finna get knocked the hell out. But catch your blessing. Catch your blessing, man. That's what you gotta do, bro. You need to catch your blessing. Catch your blessing. And if you're not around to catch it. But God finna send it, man. You gotta believe it. If you're not believing that it's going to fall, you ain't even going to be looking up in the air with your hands out ready for it. You're just going to be standing there looking around, looking to the sideline, fixing your visor, fixing your helmet, looking at coach, looking at their sideline, checking out the crowd, looking at shit that don't matter. And it's just going to drop. Bop! Hit the ground and get to doing this thing. If you're really not paying attention, it'll hit you and go the other way. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they'll get it back. So what you're not going to do is this, brother. You're not going to give up on the blessing. You're going to keep your focus directly on the blessing. You know what I mean? Every day, man. If you're feeling down, there's a team of people here, bro. Right here in this network. Fathers and Family Court. In this network. That can help you. They are down to help. And there's dads in here talking about suicide, struggling with addiction, all type of stuff. If you feel like there's dads out there that you can help. Go on this podcast, bro, and go listen to some of them episodes and go find who you need to talk to. You want to get the needle moving? Go find somebody who's down where you at and grab his hand 
and tell him, bro, me and you, we're going to get each other through this for a couple months. And see what you guys can do for each other to get through that thing and what you guys team up together. But getting it through it by yourself, that ain't going to do it. And that's what we all been doing. Because we've been taught to go through our problems by ourselves. They are problems. But that's not true. You feel me? Your problems, my problems. My problems, Jonathan problems. Jonathan problems, Paul problems. And so on and so forth. Ryan problems, your problems. Your problems is Ryan problems. This shit don't change nothing, man. We gotta we gotta really be for it, man. We that we gotta be teammates here. Are we trying to get we trying to change something? We trying to change a culture here? Well then we gotta take this losing ass culture and change it. You feel me? We gotta change it. We gotta start winning games, bro. And honestly. Games are not won on Sundays or Fridays or Saturdays. They're not won on game day. The games are won during the week while we're all having camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? While we're all working on brotherhood. While we're all working on unity and learning each other. You feel me? While we're all learning, hey, he moves like this. He moves like this. He moves like this. He moves like this. When you know how all the other ten men out there move... Now you're dangerous. And they all we all know how each other move. We all know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Now we're dangerous. Because, well, if a, if a, if a damn DN flashes and, and a quarterback knows, hey, man, my tackle recovers very well. I'm not going to panic here. Boom, now he's over there. He collapses. Quarterback never panicked. He just kept his eyes on his, on his, on his reads. He never panicked because he knew he could depend on his man to make up. Like that, bro. We need to know, oh, I could throw this bitch deep here because this receiver right here, he has jets. He's going to go catch it no matter where I throw it. But he, you know what I mean? Like knowing who each other do, who do what. You you go play you a game of Madden, man. And you pick a team you never played with and see if you do good. You might, but you kind of have to know a little bit about football. You have to know who does what. You can't pick a running football team and go out there and try to run a pass offense the whole game. You're defeating the purpose of that team. You're not doing what they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You would go out here and pick the Warriors while you're playing 2K and then try to win the game in the post. Come on, man. You're not picking the right team for that. Like that, bro. Like that. You got to know. We, but, but if we know what we do, we can be powerful. So that's why I say. Yeah, man. So, all right, man. So we, 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 we chopped it up a little bit, man. So what now, bro? So what's happening now? You had court. They gypped you like they yeah. always do. So did what you, happens did next? You, did you see my video at all today that nope. I posted? I will go on no. there and watch it, though. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if I said this or not, but uh, uh, it, it was scripted. Like, everything was scripted. Like, it's like literally walking into a movie scene, and it was just scripted. Like, they all knew what to say, when to say it. That's because they run this scam. Yeah. Every day, every week, every but, like, year. They there's like I was saying in my video, uh, there was three, four other hearings, divorce trials or whatever. Uh -huh. Those were smooth as could be. All parties agreed everything. Mm -hmm. Like smooth as could be, and then they purposely made mine last. Last. They yep. rushed. They, they rushed me through mine. Yeah, that's how they play it, bro. They put you dead last. They ordered a temporary order. They put you without even hearing my story. 
Oh, yeah. My side of it. They'll put you dead last to make sure that nobody knows that you're getting about to get robbed. That's how they do it. They kicked my grandma, my mom, my aunt, my support system out of court. Oh, yeah. That's how they do it. Literally, they couldn't witness what they were going to do to me. Yeah. I came out of that court. I came out of that courtroom in tears. Yep. You were on Zoom, right? No, I was. I, I physically was at the courthouse. Oh, okay. Yep. I had my support system there with me. My mom, my grandma, my aunt. Right. They just they just kicked them out. I just I knew it was going to happen. I just. I brought them so they could witness it, and they kicked them out so that they couldn't witness uh-huh. it. Bro, it's a dirty, 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 dirty game. Those people. All that. Yep. They plan it, man. You know what I mean? They plan it. They're playing a very vicious, dirty game, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, the truth is is that if you wanted everything that's ever happened in court and all that should know this, it's public record and you have access to it. But what you need to know is that they will give it to you, but what they're going to do is they're going to send it to their tech team first. And what their tech team is going to do is they're going to listen to it ten times. And then they're going to edit it just right so that it doesn't look like you got fucked. That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to block it out, and they're going to clean it up, and they're going to make it look like you didn't get fucked. You That's what they're going to do. transcripts, too, as well. Yeah, but again... They're going to redact things. You know what I mean? They want to look at things. That's when you start getting shit with black bars all over the paper. What is this you're hiding here that I can't see? This is my case. It's involving me. Why can't I see it? Oh, we're hiding something. Oh, yeah. CPS and police records. Mm -hmm. Stuff they don't want me to see that they've done to my child. or uh, They know that they're wrong and they're allowing to happen. Yeah. Yep, no, nah, man, it's, it's something, it's that, yeah, that's, just, but again, who are we asking to police our policing, who are we asking to watch over our watchovers, who are we asking to, who are we asking to have authority over our authority, you start saying that you're gonna give a judge 100 cases a day, or shit, 50 a day, even, or 60 a day, and you're gonna tell them to, 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 to 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 do give everyone a fair shot, bro. Come on, your judge, whoever you are, in whatever state you are, unless you live in an itty bitty rural town, chances are they have a fuck ton of cases that day, bro. They don't know you unless you do some crazy shit like threaten to kill your kids or something just outrageous. Then they're gonna start remembering you. But other than that, you know what I mean, like. They're they, they're out. They're they're out. They have too much on their plate, and it's not their fault. The only uh, no judge should be seeing that many cases a day. How can they focus on one and make a correct decision when there's so many in front of them? A big stack of workload. How can they make the right decision? At what point there are they just check here, check here, go through the motions? They're getting through it. They gotta get through it, so they're getting through it. All right. So, let's take some of the workload off of these people so they can work. You know what I mean? Let's do that. Like, there's some things we could be doing here to make it better, but nobody's outraged about this system. See? Folks aren't talking about it. Folks are still talking about, we're just now getting to, getting around to talking about what's going on with our police treating people bad. Which, this, honestly, should have been fixed. This shit should have been fixed so long ago, bro. It don't make any sense, bro. The fact that my dad was telling me in the 90s that the police want me 
this shit should have been fixed way long ago. You know, the fact that we that we haven't figured out how to not have our shit, but they don't want to fix it, bro. It's, it's a business. Same way they don't want to fix them. It's money. They're just, they find some way to make money. Off uh, $50 million a year is a lot of money, yeah. I'll tell you that. Not to mention the dads that Anything, don't comply like, and go to jail. You know what I mean? Things that should be fixed and shouldn't be happening in quality all, all the way around the board. They find some way to make it ten times worse. Like, mm-hmm. if we just equality all the way around the board, regardless your age or sex or race or whatever it is, if, if you want to be a, if a man wants to be a girl, vice versa, whatever, it should just be equal. We shouldn't... Yeah. Well, if we all if we want to see our kids, if we want it, anything, it's just equal. Mm-hmm. All it needs to be is equal. Well, we shouldn't have a judge making side deals with a lawyer. Like well, I, it, it was completely scripted. Eh? Like I said, like there, that should have never happened. That should have, none of it should have happened. But that's why I think instead of just one judge making a decision, they need like two or three. They need like oh yeah, a council. They need to, they need to fix the system. Yeah, that's what we need. But I'm telling you, man, it's just it's more and more the same. This exact same way. How? I mean, yeah. All right. If we if if every single if in this country all we're gonna have is the exact same two colors, gang banging over different theories, pretty much with suits on, then if if I think we could probably stop the arguing if we get one of each gangbanger up there together, <laughs> you know what I mean, and let them run this movie together. This way we can stop just fighting shit, bro. Like, how do we right. stop the bickering and move forward? All right, well, each one of you get a gangbanger in a suit up there to represent you, and we'll go like that. You know what I'm saying? This way we don't got to fight the whole time. How would it hurt to have two judges I, 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 it wouldn't hurt to have two judges on the, or at least on it. But a again, male man, and a female judge, one of each sex. Like, and then I've been noticing too, man. There's been a lot. I've been listening to a lot of these cases. There's a lot of de- there's a lot of male judges out there ignoring the law as well. There's a lot of male judges out there putting their families first and 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 and, and, and chasing the Title IV funding that comes to them from putting the system on them. There's right. a lot of male I, lawyers out there putting the system on dads. Uh, you know what I mean? Who are trying to see their kids? So there's a lot of males that are still like using the system to eat off of, and you know. <laughs> yeah, but I bet the percentage is not as high as women. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's be but honest. They out here. there? No, I'm but not, they're out there. I'm not though. trying to be sexist in any way. It's just. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but dog, I, 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 they, I just they like mothers know best. Mothers are what kids know, like. Yeah. But nah, bro, I'm telling you, man, I want you to go see the Daniel Gaines thing on YouTube. Anyone out there listening, man, type in Daniel Gaines on your YouTube search bar. Oh, my God. That's a camera. I want you to type in Daniel Gaines on YouTube, and I want you to search him up. And I want you to see how many male judges, you know, how they just ignore him. And how, you know, folks just need to see how, how he's going about representing himself and how he handles himself and conducts himself. Now he does. He is a little radical about his beliefs, and he he is a little outspoken. And some could perceive him being a little too outspoken at times. But you gotta ask yourself: Would you rather be a little too outspoken or not ever speak at all? I had a chance to speak at all. Now, when they try to silence him, he recites law as to why he's able to speak, 
And uh, you know what I mean? When he starts saying how he's being violated and he recites the laws that they're violating, they can't just ignore him how you got ignored today. And if I would have known some of what he knows when I go to court, it would help me. You know what I mean? It would help. But so I'm saying we all need to help each other, understand each other's strengths. You know? Daniel Gaines might not have time to sit back and teach everybody. But what he could do is keep posting his content and folks can go on there and learn what to do and how to handle certain situations and how he's and when a judge tells him not to record judges at high levels are telling him not to record and he's telling them the law he's telling them the law and he's telling them his rights and, 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 and then he's reciting laws word for word and they're like okay and they change it from Acting like it's like he has to, to all of a sudden now they're just recommending he shouldn't be recording all of a sudden, strongly recommending because they know he doesn't know his law. Now I'm saying so, why they know he knows his law. So I think we should all just start helping each other, bro. You know what I mean? We can't be down in these situations, we can't be, we can't be lost, we can't get lost mentally. You know, there needs to be a time when your kids are in the background talking too. You know what I mean? And it needs to happen for a full week out of the month. A full two weeks, I'm sorry, out of the month. Week on, week off. Bare minimum. Because you deserve it. You absolutely, 110%, deserve it. You didn't do nothing wrong to nobody. You didn't do nothing to nobody. You ain't hurt nobody. You ain't lie to nobody. You ain't do nothing but show up for the job every day. There's no reason you don't deserve to be around your kids, bro. See your kids and witness them and hear them and, and watch them and see them when they wake up in the morning. There's no reason you don't deserve that. You deserve it, and I know you're going to get it. But not if you quit, though. Not if you quit. Now, my kids are here right now today, and the score for me is 0-0. Zero, zero. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm not up. I'm not behind. I'm not nothing. The score is 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm looking at the clock, and it's still time on the clock. It's zero, 0 I don't got no lead. The game ain't over. The game ain't over, bro. <laughs> I got court on Monday. The game ain't over. The score is 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm not up by nothing. Because I don't trust no system. I don't trust them. Come on, man. I don't trust them. What else can change some things? Getting some people into, you know. What, what, what? Hey, don't spit in there, bro. Don't do that. You can dump that out and get some more if you want to, Kim. No, I didn't spit none. Yeah, I will swing you. Come on. But yeah, man. Put your shoes on the right feet. Yeah, man. This, 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 these times coming for you. You know what I mean? Regularly, too. You ain't got to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Just, you just got to be patient and stay hopeful. You know what I mean? Because once hope is gone, once you start saying, okay, we're down by, we're down by, we're down by one. Oh man, if you put that glimmer of hope in there, or you put that glimmer of doubt in there while you're down by one touchdown, you're about to be down by two touchdowns. You're going to be down by two touchdowns. Next thing you know, you're going to be down by three touchdowns. Got to be zero, zero. All times. Well, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you, man. So what's next, bro? What you about to do next? What do you got? You got court again coming here soon? Uh, in October, end of October. Okay, and what you fighting for then? You fighting for more time? It's the same thing. It's just, it's just the, it's the trial, like uh, the bench trial from today, continuing. 
the bench just, trial from today continuing? Yeah, because like like I said, they purposely made me the last the last case. Yep, because they was getting ready to drill you. Well, Let me see. So that way there wasn't witnesses in the room. Oh my goodness. To see it all happen. Uh-huh. Let me see. So do you plan on being Let me see, go ahead. Oh goodness. That ain't what you was trying to do. <laughs> You good? <laughs> you are a warrior. Don't jump till you uh till you at the end part. So yeah, man, they knew you didn't have a lawyer. I want to want allergic to kitty. Come on, you wanna try again? Let's go. Daddy. Yeah, come on, you good? I'm going over the bed, Yeah, you jumped off too early, man. Don't jump until you are that way. You gotta be all the way forward, dude. So they knew you didn't have a lawyer. I've had I've had judges, man, say, okay, you guys are both separate representing, huh? And the judge looks over at everyone in the room and they all smirk at each other. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. It. In that very moment, I let me see. At that very moment I knew I wasn't coming back without a lawyer again. Good job. But that was the wrong feeling to have though. You know, I should have just kept kept it coming. That's what you should do. Keep it coming. You need to go. So you said the end of October. Yep. So that means you got time to be a lawyer, bro. You got time to learn to be a lawyer, man. And you got to learn how to be a lawyer. How does it, I, I, I understand that, but like, if they're already pre-decided, like today, if they already had their backdoor deal for these past two months when we could have, we could have resolved this with the simple of her lawyer just doing the paperwork like she should have. Yeah, what about that police report, brother? What about that? What about what about that blood that was on your car and all that? What happened with that? I, I brought that up at the end. I said I I'm not gonna do visitations by her family or anything to do with her family because they're threatening my life. The judge literally said, I don't care and dismissed the trial. Said case dismissed or whatever. What happened with the case though? That's a separate that's a separate matter. What happened with the actual criminal case though? Because that's a whole separate matter. Oh, nothing. Matter. Nothing, nothing gets done over with it. They ain't present they ain't they never I tried filing back. a PPO. Nothing. Nothing happens. I oh. file paperwork till I'm blue in the face, nothing happens. So what? I just filed paperwork on both of my exes for missing visitation. Nothing happens. I got I got. I just got five things in the mail today from the courthouse, saying that there's nothing they're gonna do about it. No. Okay. So they were basically saying that they weren't gonna press charges. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. And there was. I, no I know it's her brother. Like 100. percent Who yeah. would take the time to go catch an actual live raccoon and cut its head off? Right. Because it was it was a fresh raccoon. My I, I had a. My my hunter friend said it was a fresh one, right? So it didn't it didn't smell at all or anything like roadkill. Right, right. So. See, that's quite interesting, man. Because at what point does that become uh, animal cruelty? You know what I mean? Exactly. And why are they ignoring that? You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know, man. Maybe you should uh, find the animal activists in your area, man, and bring it to them. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? It's long gone in the dumpster now. Oh, yeah. The pictures are still there. Still yeah. happen. You know what I mean? It still happened. It still was an event. Yeah, you, yep. gave, you, gave, it a, you gave it the proper send-off. 
Let me see. I'm watching. You're doing a great job. Let me see you jump. Let me see. I noticed you haven't jumped since you took that tumble. Yeah. Yeah, man. You ever, uh, you ever thought of starting a separate Facebook page or something? And uh... No, I haven't, but I do need to. start. I was thinking about starting up a separate Instagram for sure. <laughs> Uh, but not necessarily Facebook, but I do need a, uh, uh, I do need a separate place where everyone can come to come together, man. This way folks can talk to each other a little easier. Have yeah, like a, another Facebook and Instagram. Uh-huh. I personally, I personally don't use Instagram, so. Right. Well, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of life still on Instagram, man, so. Yeah. You should, you should definitely get one, man, just to, just to have, see, you know, it's a lot of life going on, man. Well, heck yeah, man. I, um, so yeah, man. So, so you got court, man. My, my biggest advice to you before court comes would definitely be careful, man. You gonna run into this. You gonna run into this. Be careful. Yeah, my biggest advice would definitely be. Uh, my biggest advice would definitely be, man. Go and learn. Start studying court. You know what I mean. Start studying court, start studying cases, start studying case law, you know. Start studying what you're going through, bro, so you ain't just going in there, you know. Understand what Title Four is, man. Get this shit down, bro. Understand it. Don't just say you get it and you still don't get it. Understand it. Understand what they doing. Go listen to the interview with Melissa Isaac I had, man. I think it was like episode eight or something. I don't know, but Melissa Isaac. Go look for a feature, Melissa Isaac. Go listen to it, bro. I'm telling you, understand Title Four, bro. If you don't understand it, you ain't gonna be able to fight it. You know what I'm saying? Understand what they doing. They playing a game. Go in there and tell them they playing a game. <laughs> Go in there and tell them right out your mouth. I don't agree with Title Four any. It's violating my constitutional right to be a parent, man. An equal parent. You got. You know what I mean? You directly yep. setting in things you set, you know, you directly going against giving me an equal opportunity to raise my family, man. Direct. That's a constitutional right I got. You're going right against it. You know what I mean? By relegating me to be a visitor. I'm twisting. By relegating me to a visitor. By every other weekend type of deal. You ain't giving me that. You know what I mean? Help me out. So, yeah, man, that's where we are. Watch your face, man. So, that's where we are, man. I, uh... All right, hold on, man. Hold on, you gotta wait, you gotta wait. One at a time. You see what I'm doing? One at a time. One at a time. Yeah, man, so that's where we are, bro. We gotta, uh... We gotta make sure we keep we we keep standing up for each other, bro. We gotta make sure we keep uh keep having these conversations, man. Honestly, bro, uh, I need you, man, to really really put your best foot forward every day, man. Really, really keep 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 after the mission, keep after the goal. You know what I mean? Keep keep chasing, yep. keep chasing, keep chasing, bringing them home. Don't get discouraged, and and and, and make sure you're talking yourself into moving on too, man. That movie over with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Make sure you keep talking yourself in the right way. Make sure you talk yourself in the right direction. Yeah, man. So listen, uh, this is what we're about to do, man. We're gonna we're gonna conclude this interview. I want to. Uh, 
Yeah, man. So we're going to wrap this interview up, bro. But I definitely appreciate your time and energy. Like I said, bro, reach out to some of these other dads. Um, I'm glad we had this good in-depth convo. And look, man, you fell right. down again. Let's let's let yeah. dad see what the hell this is, what this is, bro. Call me back again. Right. We'll have another conversation. Never too many conversations. However many conversations it takes, we'll have the conversations. We'll just get after it, man. You know what I mean? We'll get after yep. it. So listen, um, please, your homework today is to go find the dad on this podcast you think you can help, man, and reach out to him. Go try to listen, man. Take some free time. Next, you got to find somebody. Next, you got to find somebody. Uh, man, just stick to that, bro. Stick to that. Go find the dad you think you can help, bro. And let's start Let's start moving this needle, bro. Because right now where we are, if we're just sitting still, there's someone we can help. We need to start helping folks. You know what I mean? So let's get after yep. it. Um, I appreciate your time, energy, and effort today. And as soon as I uh, uh, edit this podcast and get it up, I'm going to make sure I send, uh, send, it, send you the link immediately. Um, what you can do, man, is just take the link, bro, and send it to somebody you think needs to hear it. Uh, because this is the only way we're going to fix this thing is if we are uh, really actually helping each other. So, like I right. said, man. What did you say? Go ahead. I was going to ask if I could say something Please before go ahead, we... Man, go ahead. Okay. Uh, if if uh, any of you want to reach out to me or anything, I'm I'm okay with that. Just reach out to JP and uh, he'll, uh, he'll get choked up. Yeah, man. If, if, if there's any dads out there who want to speak to Cody and feel like talking to Cody, man, can really help you. You feel like, man, you're right, in, you're right step in step with how Cody's feeling, going through. What I need you to do is, man, send me a DM. You can reach out to me on Instagram at jpbrown.dfm uh, or you can hit me up on Twitter, OG underscore jpbrown. That's at OG underscore jpbrown. Um, yeah, man, just let me know you want to talk to Cody and I'll make sure I get you his contact information. If you want to be a guest on the show... Reach out to me. Contact me. I'll make sure you, I get you on the show. Come tell your story, man. You fuck around. Just keep all your problems to yourself. No one can know what you're going through. Tell your story, man. Come help another human being. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to get out there, uh, Cody? Yeah. It's just uh, after having the day I had today, I just sitting down talking for these couple of hours with you, I just, I feel a, a, less, like a sense of relief. Like, I feel better talking about my issues, like. The issues are still there. I still want to see my kids. I still want fairness. But sitting down, explaining my problem, and knowing that others are going to hear it, and someone else is going to hear it, mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of like a relief, like off my shoulders, like. Mm-hmm. No, man. And listen, I appreciate you telling me because listen, folks think like don't like, some folks don't understand. Like, all right, you're podcasting. You, they don't understand. I'm taking time to do this. That's a lot of time. I've talked to that five hours. Like five hours, that's a lot of time if you don't understand. If he had five hours of problems to talk to me and feel good talking to me about, to get off his chest, and my kids are asleep, then I'll stay up fucking five extra hours. And I'll talk to him. Because what if this little conversation helps, man? What if this helps you power through? What if it's a relief off your chest for the day? What if what if and when you say, all right, man, shit, what's a relief? All right, then. Mission complete. Now we need to find who else, who, who you can help now. You feel me? Who can you take time away from your day to go help? Who? He's there. You got to go find him. You got to go find him. And that's how we can give back, bro. And make sure we don't lose no more soldiers, man. We all are obligated to help each other, man. You know what I mean? Again, 
My line is open to you at any time. That's for any of the uh, former guests. You're out there. You're feeling down. Whatever, whatever. Call my line, bro. My phone is for you to use. Call my phone. All right? Call my phone. Send me a message on Facebook. Send me a message on one of them ones I just, one of them handles I just threw out. The time to fix this thing is right now. Not next week. But we can't sit around no more. It's time to jump on this thing. Hey, listen, Cody, I appreciate your time, your energy, man, your honesty and your transparency. Transparency. Um, I, we look forward to hearing more from you. You have a job to do, man. Go study. Go study. You're about to be a lawyer, man, in another month. And you need to be ready. You already know they're not going to let you talk, so get ready for that. And get ready for how you're going to play it. Don't tell me and don't tell nobody how you're going to play it. Just play it. Run the play how whatever the play is and don't give it away. You know what I mean? Yep. I look forward to talking to you and hearing from you some more. If you just need to talk, man, off air at any point, you know the number. You know how to reach me on Facebook. Um, you'll be hearing from me soon. I'm going to get you Ryan's number. Uh, he wants to help you. And I'm quite honestly, I'm ready for you to talk to him directly. If that don't happen here soon, I'm going to go crazy. That guy can help you. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Until next time, man, make sure you take care of yourself, all right? Yeah, you too. All right, God first, man. Always. I'm going to talk to you soon. So that concludes our conversation with Cody. I think there's a lot to take from that conversation. Uh, obviously, we talked about mental health. Uh, we talked about physical health. We talked about uh, him still getting harassed. Uh, the biggest thing that caught me uh, in this conversation, there was a point where I, I say, you know, he says, you know, uh, all I've ever, only one I've ever tried to hurt was myself. You know, I've attempted suicide three times, he said. And uh, from there, I say, well, look, bro, how many times did you attempt suicide before uh, your kids got stoned? And he says, none. What more do we need to hear? How many of these conversations do we need to hear before it before it outrages us and says, all right, we need a change? Or does anybody not care? And that's the crazy thing. Because I know there's enough people who do care. We just got to go out there, find them, let them know. So there's a part we can be doing as a community to get the rest of our community to become a part of our community. If that makes sense to you. So listen, there's a couple ways we can do that. The biggest way you can do it, man, is by spreading the word yourself. Look at people face to face in the community which you live in where you hear this and tell whoever it is around you. It might be a dad at the community. Hey man, I, I, I held I held the door for a gentleman this morning. He walked clean in and he had his kid. Oh, I held the door. He said, I appreciate you. I could have been like, yup, and just walked out the door and kept it present, which I kind of did. But what I did was this. Hey, bro, keep being a good dad, dog. I say, keep it up. And then I kept it pushing. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. All right, cool. That's all you need. What? He needed to hear that. I don't know if he do this every day. What if he just was, he don't do this often? He need to hear that to, to, to realize what he was doing was, what, what if? I'm just saying, what if he do it every day and he just needed up? What if he didn't, even if he hear it all the time? I don't know. But I'm doing my fucking part. Small pieces can can do a big part. Can be a big part to the puzzle. Uh, so you can take this link. 
share it. That's obviously another way. Uh, if you want to get involved with some other things, here we go. Uh, there's the Fatherly Foundation, all right? They're in Pennsylvania, based out of Pennsylvania uh, and Florida. Uh, also, uh, My Single Dad Life uh, is a brand. I would, I would go to Bulldog Sportswear Apparel on Instagram, um, and you can find anything uh, My Single Dad Life. He has coffee mugs. He has polo shirts. He has... Uh, any, anything, anything, anything you could imagine, he has the apparel for it. My single dad life. Um, also there's a helpline available. If you just want to talk to somebody, you could stay anonymous if you'd like, but if you want to, uh, get on the phone with somebody, uh, that's not me. Uh, there's, uh, is a helpline available, uh, through the fatherly foundation. Um, it's an email address. You just uh, hit up my dog KD, um, and he'll email you back and hopefully you guys can, Shit, have a conversation that helps. So his email address is this, thewarriordad.kyledavid at gmail.com. That's thewarriordad.kyledavid at gmail.com. If you're in Texas uh, and you're thinking about representing yourself, um, don't walk in there blindfolded. Uh, prosecoachtx.com, prosecoachtx.com. Um, this, uh, this is a website where you just go here, you you're thinking about going in there pro se represent yourself this is a website where you can go on there you have a coach he's going to walk you through it uh yes yeah, so that's something you should check out um kansas uh hugadad.com derrick reynolds uh ran for congress i believe earlier this year and i don't think he made it but i know he made big waves he shook a lot of hands and he Press the issue. You could get on uh, Twitter now and you'll probably catch him talking about father's rights on there. So uh, you can check out his movement at huggadad.com. Uh, there'll be a first annual Million Father March uh, Sunday, June 19th, uh, 2022. So that's this Father's Day uh, coming up here this summer. First annual Million Father March. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, yep. And then for our Canadian, uh, listeners, uh, sign petition 3298 presumption of equal parenting. Again, that's petition 3298 presumption of equal parenting. Um, if, if, if you're tired of things being the same, you need to start finding where you can get in uh, the game pretty much. If it's special teams, look, you can't be a start and running back without managing to get in on special teams and handling yourself. If you get out there and you're getting smacked around on special teams, chances are whatever your skill position is, you won't get out there to see the field because Coach seen you getting drilled out there on special teams. He's seen you couldn't make it 20 yards without one of the opposition players, opposing players, finding you and targeting you to practice big hits on you. So, Show out in special teams. That might just be going out to the store, opening the door for a dad, blah, 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 like I did this morning. Whatever the case may be, man. You know what I mean? Whatever it may be. Because special teams is really, really important. It's a vital part of football. I hate to have to sneak football into the conversation, but it happened. So listen, man, I appreciate you guys listening. As always, man, make sure you take care. Share this link. Share, share, share. Um... Post, 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 and talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. I appreciate you listening, man. Wash your hands. Stay safe. 
And wear that mask if you ain't vaxxed. Y'all be safe, man.